today we'll be reading chapter 8 and this is about how to make a habit irresistible in the 1940s a dutch scientist named nico tingergen performed a series of experiments that transformed our understanding of what motivates us tingergen who eventually won a nobel prize for his work was investigating herring goats the gray and white birds often seen flying along the seashores of north america adult herring goats have a small red dot on their beak and inverted notice that newly hatched chicks would peck this spot whenever they wanted food to begin one experiment he created a collection of fake cardboard bags just a head without a body when the parents had flown away he went over to the nest and offered these dummy bags to the chicks the bags were obvious fakes and the and he assumed the baby birds would reject them altogether however when the tiny girls saw the red spot on the cardboard bag they pecked away just as if it were attached to their own mother they had a clear preference for those red spots as if they had been genetically programmed at birth soon tingerjen discovered that the bigger the red spot the faster the chicks pecked eventually he created a bag with three large dead do- red dots on it when he placed all over the nest the baby birds were crazy with delight they pecked at the little red patches as if it was the greater big they had ever seen tinger timberjen and his colleagues discovered smaller behavior in other animals for example the gray leg goose is a ground nesting bird occasionally as the mother moves around on the nest one of the eggs will roll out and settle on the grass nearby whenever this happens the goose will waddle over the to the egg and use its back and neck to pull it back into the nest timberjen discovered that the goose will pull any nearby round object such as bill billiard ball or a light ball back into the nest the bigger the object the greater their response one goose even made a tremendous effort to roll a volleyball back and sit on top <laughs> like the baby goes automatically pecking at red dots the gray leg goose was following an in, in instinctive rule when i see a round object nearby i must roll it back into the nest the bigger the round object the harder i should try to get it it's like the brain of each animal is preloaded with certain rules for behavior and when it comes across an exaggerated version of that rule it lights up like a christmas tree scientists refer to these exaggerated cues as supernormal stimuli a supernormal stimulus is a heightened version of reality like a bag with three red dots or an egg the size of a volleyball and it elicits a stronger response than usual humans are also prone to 
call for exaggerated versions of reality. Junk food, for example, drives our, drives our reward systems into a frenzy. Today, however, we live in a calorie-rich environment. Food is abundant, but your brain continues to crave it like it is scarce. Placing a high value on salt, sugar, and fat is no, no longer advantageous to our health, but the craving persists because the brain's reward centers have not changed for approximately 50,000 years. The modern food industry relies on stretching our paleolithic instincts beyond their evolutionary purpose. Ultimately, food scientists find the bliss point for each product. The promised combination of salt, sugar and fat that excites your brain and keeps you coming back for more. The result of course is that you overeat because hyperpalatable foods are more attractive to the human brains. As Steven Gynett, a neuroscientist who specializes in eating behavior and obesity says, we have gotten too good at pushing our own buttons. Look around. Society is filled with highly engineered versions of reality that are more attractive than the world, world our ancestors evolved in. If history serves as a guide, the opportunities of the future will be more attractive than those of today. The trend is for rewards to become more concentrated and stimuli to become more enticing. The dopamine driven feedback loop. Scientists can track the precise moment a craving occurs by measuring a neurotransmitter called dopamine. The importance of dopamine become, became apparent in 1954 when the neuroscientists James Olds and Peter Milner ran an experiment that revealed the neurological processes behind craving and desire. When other researchers reversed this process and flooded the reward system of the brain with dopamine, animals performed habits at breakneck speed. In one study, mice received a powerful hit of dopamine each time they poked their nose in a box. Within minutes, the mice developed a craving so strong they began poking their nose into the box 800 times per hour. Humans are not so different. The average slot machine player will spin the wheel 600 times per hour. It is the anticipation of reward, not the fulfillment of it, that gets us to take action. Interestingly, the reward system that is achieved in the brain when you receive a reward in the same system that is activated when you anticipate a reward. This is one reason the anticipation of an experience can often feel better than the attainment of it. As a child, thinking about Christmas morning can be better than opening the gifts. How to use temptation bundling to make your habits more attractive? Ronan Byron, 
an electrical engineering student in Dublin, Ireland, enjoyed watching Netflix, but he also knew that he should exercise more often than he did. Putting his engineering skills to use, Byron hacked his stationary bike and connected it to his laptop and television. Then he wrote a computer program that would allow Netflix to run only if he was cycling at a certain speed. If he slowed down for too long, whatever show he was watching would pause until he started pedaling again. He was in the world of one fan. Eliminating obesity, one Netflix binge at a time. <laughs> so this is very interesting. Andrew Kobech, head of scheduling for ABC, described the idea behind the complaint campaign. We see Thursday night as a viewership opportunity with either couples or women by themselves who want to sit down and escape and have fun and drink their red wine and have some popcorn. The brilliance of this strategy is that ABC was associating the thing they needed viewers to do, watch their shows, with activities their viewers already wanted to do, relax, drink wine and eat popcorn. You, you are more likely to find a behavior attractive if you get to do one of your favorite things at the same time. Perhaps you want to hear about the latest celebrity gossip, but you need to get in shape. Using temptation bonding, you could only read the tabloids and watch reality shows at the gym. So, the hope is that eventually you will look forward to calling three clients or doing 10 burps because it means you get to read the latest uh, sports news or check Facebook. It's chapter 7, summary. The second law of behavior changes make it attractive. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to become habit forming. Habits are a dopamine driven feedback loop. When dopamine rises, so does our motivation to act. It is the anticipation of a reward, not the fulfillment of it, that gets us to take action. The greater the anticipation, the greater the dopamine spike. Temptation bundling is one way to make your habits more attractive. The strategy is to pair an action you want to do with an action you need to do. That is all about the how to make habits attractive. So, whatever you are doing and if it is fi finding you to resist something, then associate it with something good which you like. Suppose your exercise, maybe you want uh, to dance. So, exercise like can aerobics. Exercise can be aerobics, right? So, you can dance, you shed your sweat and also get into shape. That is the idea behind how to make habits attractive. Hope this uh, uh, gives you some trick, some clue to start uh, working on what habit you want to follow. Thank you for watching.
They have always been attracted to each other, just like magnets. And it seems like they truly are kindred spirits. Hi, my name is Sandy Powell and I have a cow and a cat. The cow is a mini cow and the cat is a ginger and white barn cat, tabby cat. And they came to me a couple months apart. And at first when they got here, they were both babies. The cat, Reese, she had grown a little bit by the time the cow, Hershey, came along. Um, and when Hershey came, she was very shy and timid. Um, and Reese, with her outgoing social butterfly self, walked right up to her and said hello in her Reese way. And um, Hershey was just instantly drawn out of her shell and the two of them were best friends right from the start. They get along, they hang out every time Hershey sees Reese, she starts licking her. Every time Reese sees Hershey, she runs over to her. Even if Hershey's just eating or grazing, uh, Reese likes to be right by her side. Sometimes they play tag, sometimes they walk around together, um, but they mostly just love to be in each other's company. 